Talk of Oregon going to the Big 12 is heating up, according to Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports. There have been ongoing discussions between a slew of Pac-12 schools, including Oregon and the Big 12 Conference. The latest and greatest, or not. Breaking news for all that stuff. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, D1 play-by-play broadcaster and lifelong Oregon Ducks fan. Thanks for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks. Like, comment, subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching the show. Thank you to all of you out there who have already done so. Our numbers for this month, uh, particularly with all this hubbub and conference realignment, are looking awesome. And I thank all of you, seriously, for uh, making that happen. So... Uh, a handful of mailbag questions today. I'm going to get to Caleb Presley tomorrow, but Oregon uh, got a commitment from the number one player in the state of Washington, the class of 2023 four-star cornerback. We'll go through uh, all of that and the ramifications tomorrow with a great question uh, that came in as well, but that will be uh, the next episode that you see from me here. And I don't know if I'll do one every day this week. I am in my parents' house up here in Edmonds, Washington, uh, meeting up with my brother and a friend of ours. We're going to be playing a lot of golf and going to Mariner games and playing more golf and Mariner games and uh, lots of other fun stuff. Uh, so I'll, I'll try to be as active a- as I can and hopefully do another episode, but no promises. And if you want to ask me a question, just talk stuff out, uh, hit me up on Twitter, you know, at smalls underscore 55 or at locked on ducks DMS wide open. I'll be responding to those basically all weekend long. If I don't, it's because I'm on the golf course. Okay. Let's get to it for uh, today. Uh, This came in from Jesse at Bob 68682648, interesting name, on Twitter, and he asked about this potential scenario. He said, what about uh, a Pac-12 merger that looks like this? In the East, you'd have Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Colorado, Utah, Iowa State, and Kansas State. And then the Big 12, or the Pac-12 West, rather, would be Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, Stanford, Arizona, and Arizona State. Uh, The caliber of those schools there would certainly be enough to be one of the power three conferences. And I think that those are all names to keep in mind as the Pac-12 and Big 12 conversations heat up, as Dennis Dodd has reported they have been doing for uh, the last couple days and whatnot. I'm recording this on Tuesday night. Who knows if there's new information by the time you're listening to us? There probably is, because it's a fast-moving world out there. The uh, the error here, and I, I'm not trying to take big jabs at you, Jesse, or anything of the sorts, but uh, the error in uh, this particular hypothetical is how it's presented. Jesse, ever the optimist, it would seem, is uh, presenting it as like, oh, here's the Pac-12 East and the Pac-12 West. If the Pac-12 and the Big 12 get together and decide to make a mega conference, which, by the way, not the worst thing in the world for Pac-12 schools or the Big 12 or college football in general, but uh, certainly not great for some Pac-12 schools like Oregon State, Washington State, Cal and Stanford, which seem to be kind of getting left out of the mix here. Uh, But should this sort of merger take place where you would have all these teams playing together, it would not be coming to the Pac-12. It would be going towards the Big 12. And the report from Dennis Dodd was that Oregon, Washington, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State are in 
legitimate talks with the Big 12 to join up. So that's six program programs uh, right there. Well, one program and five programs, I guess I should say. That is uh, six schools that are looking actively at going into the Big 12, which makes a lot of sense. Because staying in the Pac-12 and adding a couple Mountain West schools would just be a, a completely diminished conference from a national respect standpoint. The money that you're able to generate there is going to be significantly less. Even if you added San Diego State to get part of that SoCal market back, you can't replicate what you've got in Los Angeles. And when you think about TV markets and people watching games and that impacting revenue, which of course it does, you have to think of it uh, from a twofold perspective. Number one, number of fans who are going to watch those teams that, that they're supporting, right? So the LA fans that are rooting for USC or UCLA are watching their games, bringing in money via eyeballs, advertisers, yada, yada, yada. We understand how that works, or at least I hope we do. But the other thing is, do you ever, as a, a fan of a specific Pac-12 team, only watch your team? Not often. I mean, some people do, but a lot of people watch the entire conference to scout out the competition or, you know, this has big ramifications and whatnot. So you're also losing those eyeballs to other Pac-12 games for, you know, USC and UCLA fans, many millions of them, which there certainly are, who would be watching Pac-12 games in, you know, some numbers here or there and, and watching with an intent of, you know, wanting to know where their teams would stand depending on the outcome of a given game. So it's kind of a, a twofold thing there. It just popped in my head and I, I thought was worth uh, explaining. But anyway, so back to this this hypothetical from Jesse. Yeah, it, it would be a Pac-12 exodus, so to speak, to the Big 12, right? You would have those six schools leave. They would be part of the Big 12 conference. And the reason is that what you have to also factor in is, yes, the Big 12 is losing Oklahoma and Texas, and that's not great. But they are making additions to the conference as well. They're getting BYU, UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati. I believe those are the four. I'm going to confirm that uh, right now. But uh, yeah, you type that. Yeah, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF uh, to join the Big 12 in, in 2023 when Texas and Oklahoma leave. And then BYU is in that mix as well. So the reason that the Pac-12 schools would go to the Big 12 rather than the other way around is you're trying to go to where all the best teams are. Like that's ultimately what your goal is going to be from a conference and a team perspective is figure out where you're going to put together the best conference. And if you have those four programs coming in, it wouldn't make sense for uh, the schools that Jesse alluded to here, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TC, right? It wouldn't make sense for them to leave the Big 12 in, in huge numbers. It would make more sense and I know there are plenty of fans out there who probably don't want to hear this, but we have to cope with reality here. It would make more sense for Pac-12 schools to leave to go to the Big 12 and form the first kind of mega conference. Because the Big 10 is now at 16 teams with USC and UCLA. So it's pretty large. But if the Pac-12 were to send six schools over to the Big 12, you would have, uh, I think they had 14 or... I don't know, something that you'd be adding eight schools by by 2024 because you lose Texas and Oklahoma, but you add four. That's a plus two. And then you would add six Pac-12 schools as well. So you would have kind of the first mega conference. You could have a whole host of options for how you want to orchestrate that. You could have uh, I heard Joel Klatt throw this out there, not opposed to it at all the way they have in uh in like Champions League, for example, relegation, you could set it up where you've got a top tier and a bottom tier. 
And depending on how your season goes, you might get relegated down to the bottom tier and you have to earn your way back up. I don't hate that sort of idea at all if you had 20 plus teams in the Big 12. And then you would only have, you know, 10 or so that are able to vie for a conference championship in a given season. And the others are trying to, to stay viable and be in that top ep- top upper echelon uh, of the conference. I don't hate that idea at all. In fact, I actually really like that idea. Joel Klatt's a really smart guy, so I'm not surprised that's clicking in, in my head. But when you look at th- this list of teams here that, that would be, again, in the Big 12, not the Pac-12, I haven't seen any indicator or gotten the vibe at all, frankly, that schools w- would be willing to leave for the Pac-12. I mean, in a perfect world, if you're the Pac-12, you'd be able to go grab like Oklahoma State and Baylor and then say, all right, there's our Pac-12 conference, and that's how you survive. That's what they would like to do, I'm sure. But that's just not going to happen in uh, in all likelihood here. Uh, but is that a a lineup of teams good enough for Oregon to, to seriously consider making the move and be in a better spot? I'll tell you why the answer to that question is yes after I tell you this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need, save time and money when using Rock Auto, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find solutions to your auto part needs. From brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we here at Locked On sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So you look at the brands that are in the Big 12 right now and the teams and look, is it as good as the Big 12 is now with Texas and Oklahoma there? No. Is it as good as the Pac-12 with USC and UCLA? I think it's a touch above if you were to add the the schools that, that you're talking about here. Uh, and you would just have, you'd be going for kind of a quantity over quality approach, but that's really all the conference has. They don't have a, another option right now for how to strengthen the the lineup of teams that they have to play in in the Big 12. So they kind of would have to go for, for the quantity there. But Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, who might be on the rise a little bit. They've been recruiting well, and they're never terrible. They've had some good years every now and then. TCU, we know they're capable of being a top 15 team, uh, even top 10 at, at their best, really. Baylor, Colorado, Utah, Iowa State, Kansas State. Then the four schools you mentioned, Cincinnati, who was just in the playoff. Like, there's no doubt that that's a stronger conference than what Oregon would have right now in, in the Pac-12. Even if the Pac-12 were to somehow stay alive, which just doesn't seem very possible at this point in time. Doesn't mean it's impossible. I, I don't think it's, you know, completely out of the question. I just think it doesn't appear to be the, the best financial path forward for anybody. And that's, of course, what's uh, primarily driving the bus here. But that lineup of teams, if you add these six Pac-12 schools, including Oregon, Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado. I mean, that's a legitimate conference that, you know, is still not quite at, at the level. If you're talking about the, the strength of schedule for, for everybody involved as the SEC or the Big Ten. But is it close enough to where you would be seeing an upgrade in the caliber of conference from the Pac-12 as it currently stands right now even? The answer to that is yes. 
you'd have a lot more teams. So the money might get kind of tricky. Because we have to remember about the money that you get from conferences, how deals are typically structured. They pay the same amount to each school. So if you had a bunch of schools, you'd have to bring in so much more money just to keep it at the levels that they're currently at in terms of the the payouts to each school. I'm not going to proclaim to be an expert in that sense and talk about you know how much value each school could uh, potentially bring in. But that's just a consideration that will have to be out there for uh, for the Big 12. Uh, but but that lineup of of teams and, and you know the conference schedule you would have and who you'd probably have to beat to win a conference championship. Yeah, that, that's absolutely a you know power three. I guess it would become caliber conference because the ACC is pretty weak at this point in time. So it'd certainly be above the ACC, and I, I think it would be at the point where Oregon could you know, get back to the college football playoff if they have a really good season because the schedule would be strong enough. So I don't think the Big 12 is a bad option at all. I think the Big 12 is a really feasible option if you can't get the Big 10. And how is that going to play out? Let's be honest. Nobody actually knows. (laughs) People can act like, you know, a lot of people I've gotten YouTube comments about like, oh, this is not going to happen or this isn't going to happen. Like, dude, you don't know. No, nobody knows, right? We're just talking about, what seems the most likely? And that looks like Oregon in the Big 12, and that could be a uh, that could be a legitimate option there. Uh, more questions have been coming in. If you want a question answered here on the show, you tweet the hashtag AskLODPod, or you DM me at Smalls underscore 55 or at LockedOnDucks. So the Twitter handles, hop in the YouTube comments as well. Uh, though some of the videos recently have been um, popping off a little bit in terms of their viewership, so comments can be a little bit harder to get to, but still, I, I will... Uh, do my best and continue to monitor that, even though I'm not in my uh, regular home studio right now. Uh, but this next question came in from Grayson Potter, who asked a question not long ago, so we appreciate him uh, coming back for uh, another. If Oregon was to move to another conference, such as the Big Ten or the Big 12, uh, what are the positives and what are the negatives of such a move? I love a good pros and cons list. I don't know how many of you are Parks and Rec fans out there, but I am certainly one of them. And Leslie Nope loves a good pros and cons list. And if it's good enough for Leslie Nope, it's good enough for me, even though I'm much more of a Swanson guy uh, from a, a character set. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Leslie. Uh, I mean, she's driving the whole show, but Ron is the funniest character on that show. And it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Anyway, so uh, let's start with the negatives. I always, when you have good news and bad news, I like to start with the bad news and on a high note and whatnot. The negatives of going to, let's say, the Big 12 or the Big 10, because I think, frankly, you know, if you're talking about the conference becoming stronger, it's the same. Now, it might be a little tougher in the Big 10, but one of the obvious negatives there is if you're looking at, you know, winning 10 or more games to get yourself into the college football playoff discussion for Oregon or anybody, that's going to be harder. I I mean, just from a logistical standpoint, (laughs) when you look at the teams that Oregon would have to play, whether they're in the Big 12 or the Big 10, it's going to be tougher because you have more teams, you have more good teams as well. You just don't have, you wouldn't have very many gimmies depending on, you know, what games uh, you get on your conference schedule every year, but that'd certainly be a downside. Uh, Here's another one, and this just continues to worry me with the direction that college football could be going. If we go to two mega conferences, who knows what that's going to look like? Um, but that's potentially a separate conversation. Your traditional matchups are going to change, 
right? You're not going to play the same teams that you did before. It seems very obvious. But then you think about, you know, what that really looks like in, in practice. And as an Oregon fan, who's I, like I've been a Duck fan my entire life, I don't know what a college football season is like without that one day a year that I look forward to no matter what, which is a chance to beat Oregon State. You know, even in a year like uh, this past one where after the loss to Utah, college football playoff hopes weren't there anymore. But you know what you still wanted to do? You know what you still wanted to have to feel good about, to talk some smack to your friends? You still wanted to beat the Beavs. And... In an oddly nostalgic and college football romantic kind of way, I, I I would hate to stop playing Oregon State. I hope that would become, but again, I don't know. I, I don't know how the levers of power are going to inf- influence that sort of thing. But it seems like we're going to go wherever Washington goes, so that's not going to be a problem. Uh, and, you know, am I going to totally miss or would I totally miss? Because nothing has happened yet. Um Matchups with Washington State or USC and UCLA. I mean, USC games, absolutely. But there's just kind of a a comfort element, you know? Like, those games have always been there. And you always think about, like, when do you have this game or that opponent? You know, you just have that familiarity. And that that would go away. And, you know, I would like to think that Oregon and Oregon State would still find a way to play every year in the non-conference and, you know, have it be like a Stanford-Notre Dame at the end of the year or USC-Notre Dame towards the end of the year or something like that. But you don't know. And, <laughs> I mean, it's probably probably strange to hear a lifelong Duck fan talk uh, longingly in that sense about the Beavs. But, like, we all look forward to that game every year, don't we? And winning that game is so awesome. You have bragging rights to the state of Oregon for an entire year. I mean, we all love it. And... I have a lot of friends who would be ever fans. I would I would hate to see that go away. I would also hate for all of you to miss out on a coconut brownie chunk puffs from Built. Yeah, they are coming out with uh, the full puff treatment here for that particular flavor. Coconut brownie chunk. The Built Bar that you love is now in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. So if you like those two things and you like marshmallows and you like things that taste good and are also good for you, uh, that's the way that you want to do it. Tons of health benefits. You can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCK15 to stop fantasizing about the coconut brownie chunk Built Bars or Puffs and get yours today. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Yeah, I bet you didn't expect that I would... uh have that kind of tone. I never thought, honestly, I'd have that sort of tone when talking about Oregon State because I never thought I would have to be in that sort of predicament where I'm worried about not getting a chance to play the Beavs every year. And in the national, you know, as college football with this move starts to move more national and becomes less regional, from a national standpoint, big networks are not going to care very much about Oregon and Oregon State, but we do, and that's why it's a negative. That's why it's a negative because I miss those games. And we, heck, who knows? Once the Pac-12 ceases to exist, who knows when we'll play USC again? And who doesn't love beating USC? We all do. It's just, that that's a bummer. And, you know, it'll never feel the same. It'll never be the same. And of all the matchups that could potentially go away, I just, I, I hope we get to keep playing the Beavs. <laughs> 
And not because it's been a series we've dominated. I mean, that doesn't help or it doesn't hurt, of course, in me wanting it to continue. But like, I just I, I don't want it to go away. Here's the other thing. And this was uh, partially answered and could be a positive. We'll see going forward with Caleb Presley's commitment, which I'll talk about on tomorrow's show, which is why you should like and subscribe like and subscribe wherever you're listening or watching right now that was tough to get out that was probably even more worse to listen worse to listen to sorry about that uh recruiting is a little bit of a question mark but presley committing kind of makes you feel good about okay oregon's future is in complete and total flux but when nil was introduced people said oh this is going to change so much about college football and i was like the transfer portal is going to change more about college football because, well, the NIL is just going to be a big factor in recruiting. It'll be a factor in recruiting. The fundamentals about recruiting a player to come to your school and play for your football program are the same with NIL there. And, and I think it's the same sort of thing with, with the potential for conference realignment, at least for Oregon. I think for other schools that could you know, end up in the Mountain West in a few years, like Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford, Cal maybe, that changes. That, that 100% that calculus changes. But for Oregon, if you're going to be able to stay in, in one of the premier conferences in the country, or at least the most one of the most well-known or respected ones, then you just have to be able to go out there and recruit kids the same way you did before. And so it's a question mark, you know, so it's kind of a negative, but Presley certainly uh, calms those fears a little bit. We'll see if we end up getting Dante Moore, which, fingers crossed, because Avery Johnson went to Kansas State. So if Oregon's getting a big-time quarterback in the class of 2023, Kind of looks like Dante Moore bus right now. So hopefully they don't fumble the ball there. The positives, to continue on Grayson's question here, uh, if Oregon goes to another conference, such as the Big Ten, or what's looking more likely at this point in time, the Pac-12, subject to change, because everything changes really quickly, uh, the money can go up. Now, like I was saying earlier, this could get tricky. You got a bunch of schools in there. Are they going to bring in enough additional revenue to where the payouts would actually be significantly more than what they were in the Pac-12? In 2022, the payouts to each member school of the Big 12 were $7 million more per team or school, I guess, because that's get distributed, yada, yada, yada. $7 million more per school than in the Pac-12. If you have a net addition of eight teams to your conference and you have to do equal revenue distribution, can that stay? Is equal revenue distribution going to continue to be a thing in the conferences? We'll see. As John Mulaney said in one of his jokes, who's to say? Um, I'm not at this point in time. So that that's one thing. But that could be a positive if the money goes up. Uh, not that that's what has been holding Oregon back from getting in the playoff these last few years. Uh, another positive is that you have a lot of high-profile games in the regular season. You're going to have more than you know you have right now. I should say you will have more in the regular season if they go to either the Big Ten or or the Big 12 and form the mega conference. Big 12, it needs to be like the bigger 12. Not the Big 12, the bigger 12, the biggest 12. I don't know, something of the sorts. So you always want to play in big games. At the same time, you know, this is kind of the flip side of the the negative I was talking about, where it's going to be a lot harder to win uh, 10 or more games in, in a given season. But on the flip side of that coin, you're playing in a lot in a lot more big time noteworthy games that have, you know, a, a national audience in some sense or ramifications. And, and so I do like that. Uh, and kind of building on that point as, as my final positive here, I went three and three. Now try to keep it nice and even. Um, you don't have to worry about conference pedigree. Whereas in the Pac 12 right now, 
it's something we've been talking about for the last couple of years. Like, eh, well, the Pac-12 is not actually very good. And then whatever the Pac-12, should it stay together, would look like in the coming years, you would be talking about nothing but the conference pedigree. And like, yeah, Oregon did this, but they're going to have to do more because they're playing in the Pac-12 and it's really, really weak right now. And that's something that, depending on how USC is able to bounce back this year and whether UCLA can follow up their strong season in 2021 with a, a good campaign in 2022 is something we'll be discussing this year whenever we get back to you know looking at the season that is upcoming when there will be 12 teams in the Pacific Life Conference and whatnot. Uh, but you won't have to worry about conference pedigree because even if it's the big, I mean, if it's the Big Ten, right, it's the second best conference in the country. I mean, you'd be challenging if you added Oregon and Notre Dame in there or something. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if you added like more teams in that sense, you'd be challenging the SEC for the deepest and uh, most prolific conference in, in all of college football. But even in the Big 12, right? I mean, the names I was talking about earlier, you have Oklahoma State, you've got uh, TCU, they can be good, Baylor. Like there's just a whole a whole litany of teams there, plus Cincinnati coming in and, and others. Like there's just a lot of options there, uh, a, a lot, a lot, a lot of options there. When when you're talking about bringing up the bringing up the conferences pedigree right there. So uh, be honest, if it looks like I'm doing something on YouTube, it's because I somehow managed to accidentally close close my notes. And uh, uh, now I get to the last question of the day. It comes from Peyton who also asked a question recently. Thanks for coming back to uh, the well on that one, Peyton. Got another question, and this is just out of curiosity. So I know you said if Oregon was to stay in the Pac-12, we would have to add at least Boise State and San Diego State, which I do agree with. Glad you agree. But what about we also add North Dakota State and Wyoming? Pretty far schools still, but you add two more schools, which are the most popular in their state respectively, just a thought. So true that they're the most popular schools in their state. The issue is that Wyoming and North Dakota are not what you would call major hubs of uh, American civilians. So, or any people in general, frankly. Uh, North Dakota State is the premier FCS program. And even though if a Power Five conference were to add them, which is not impossible, Sam Houston State is making the FCS to FBS jump uh, here after the 2020-23 athletic season. It's been done before. The problem with that is, if you're thinking about it from a conference pedigree perspective, that's not going to be enough to get you the sort of legitimacy that you're trying to regain, losing USC and UCLA. And I understand you can't replace them perfectly, but adding an FCS school, I think optically would look kind of bad. Even if North Dakota State became a good FBS team, it would take several years because that's an adjustment. That's a jump. That's a different level for a, a variety of things surrounding your, your football program there. So I, I see why that would be potentially an option. I just don't think that that's a sort of a sort of remedy that George Klyovkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, is looking at right now. And, and though Wyoming is um, you know, not a, an FCS program, they, they haven't really done anything of note. Um, I like, I, I see where your head is at. I, I'm not like, this is not a ridiculous question to ask in any way, shape or form. I, I think San Diego state and either Boise or UNLV, if you wanted to maybe try to get the Las Vegas market would make the most sense if the PAC 12 were to, you know, stay together and then go for adding two teams to replace USC and UCLA. Um, I, I just think that North Dakota state and, and Wyoming don't, don't fit the bill for what you would be looking for 
in, in that scenario. Uh, but still, I appreciate the question. Keep them coming. Uh, there will be more that I'll answer tomorrow on uh, on the show. Still thinking about whether or not I'll do a Friday one. Depends on if there's you know breaking news or anything I need to talk about. If there's anything you want me to talk about, by all means, send in the questions. You know how to do that by now. I appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Ducks.